Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church for the week of June 5th. June 5th is the Festival of Pentecost, and we are delighted to have a special guest among us this week to proclaim the word on this festival and to take part in our 100th anniversary celebration. That guest is Bishop Craig Satterley, who served as Bethlehem's assistant pastor from 1987 to 1990. Bishop Satterley uh, carries the distinction of being Bethlehem's first assistant pastor, And uh, Bethlehem carries the distinction of being Bishop Satterley's first call as an ordained minister. So uh, we certainly each hold a special place in one another's lives and ministry. And we are delighted to hear from him this day. Bishop Satterley is among us as part of Bethlehem's 100th anniversary. And I invite you to check out our website, which you can find in the show notes, to learn more about our anniversary celebrations that have uh, been going on this whole year since last August and will be concluding later this month. You can also find in our show notes a link to Bishop Satterley's website where you can learn a bit more about him and what he has been up to since his call here at Bethlehem. As a point of personal privilege, I'm particularly pleased to introduce Bishop Satterley this week. He was actually one of my professors in seminary He taught homiletics, which is the fancy church word for preaching. So Bishop Satterley is uh, partially to credit or to blame, I suppose it depends on your perspective, for the preaching, um, the way my preaching has taken shape. Um, I am grateful for all that I have learned from Bishop Satterley and delighted to hear the word come from him this day. Hear the word of God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to Philip, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and still you do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me, does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you cannot, believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I go to the Father. I will do for you whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will send you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because the world neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he abides with you and he is in you. 
I have said these things while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. My name is Craig Satterley, and from 1987 to 1990, I served as the assistant pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairport. This means that I was around for about 3% of your ministry, and you were around for about 9% of mine. Not much. Except that sometimes ministry is not measured in the number of years, but in the significance of moments. Significant for me is that In a moment when the church was uncertain whether someone who is legally blind could or should be a pastor, you called me to be one of yours. For this, I will always be grateful. Thank you. In those days, I wore a cowboy hat. Along the way, I traded it for an eight-sided doctoral tam. These days, I wear a bishop's mitre. My Sudanese congregation asked me to wear a mitre. They explained that the triangle shape of the mitre is meant to remind us of a flame. And then they quoted a verse from our reading from Acts. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. If you wear the mitre, the Sudanese explained, we will know that you know that the Holy Spirit is in our church. If you wear the mitre, we will know that you know The Holy Spirit is in our church. I started wearing a mitre as a reminder that the Holy Spirit is indeed in our church. And that often the Holy Spirit speaks wisdom through people very different from me. You see, these days, many people fret that the Holy Spirit has abandoned ship. And the church's glory days are behind us. And so I approach congregational anniversaries with a certain amount of fear and trepidation. Because they sometimes remind me of concerts of the surviving Beach Boys, where the crowd has gathered to attempt to recapture a bygone, faded, vital past. And so I listened to one of the many anniversary sermons that you have heard this year. Place, P. 
people, purpose. Classic Garner. My favorite three-pointer from my time at Bethlehem was Moses, Manure, and Me, preached for the third Sunday in Lent, Year C. I believe the implicit message of Pastor Garner's anniversary sermon was that from the day the congregation was formed to the day Pastor Garner retired, the Holy Spirit was blowing Bethlehem forward. The Holy Spirit was blowing Bethlehem forward. Seems to me that the fact that one of my students is now one of your pastors, and that Bethlehem is led by two women as co-pastors, is a sign that the Holy Spirit is blowing Bethlehem forward still. The Holy Spirit is blowing Bethlehem forward still. This is good news for a centenarian congregation. For in a culture and even a church that tends to put old people out to pasture, Peter quotes the prophet Joel who declares, God declares, I will pour out my flesh on all people, and your old ones will dream dreams. Abraham was a hundred years old, and Sarah was ninety when Isaac was born. Moses is said to be eighty years old when he encountered the burning bush and God called him and 120 years old when Moses turned over the reins of the Exodus to Joshua. So Bethlehem, since the Holy Spirit is blowing you forward still, God may be calling you to give birth to something new or to embark on a long journey toward a land of promise. God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your old ones will dream dreams. So what are your dreams, Bethlehem? Please, let them be about more than the past. God's people have a track record of not showing up when the Holy Spirit shows up. Oh, we're all okay when the Holy Spirit shows up in wind and flame, followed by dynamic preaching to an international audience, and then 3,000 new members for the church. But when the Holy Spirit shows up in a breath, in a whisper, in ambiguous words of comfort and guidance before Jesus and the disciples step out into the dark night of his crucifixion, we're not so sure about this Holy Spirit. And so, Sarah laughs when Abraham gets the word that she will bear him a son. 
the Israelites murmur against God and Moses because they long for what they remember as the good old days, the glory days of making bricks in Egypt. Even Peter, to whom God reveals that Jesus is the Messiah, rebukes Jesus when Jesus teaches that the Messiah is to be handed over and rejected and undergo great suffering and be killed and on the third day rise from the dead. God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. Yes, like Peter, we have this way of setting our minds on things human rather than things divine. And so when the Holy Spirit shows up in ways we don't want or ways we don't expect, Lutheran Christians tend to point to 1517 and say, hey, we've done our part for Reformation. And aging congregations unfold their sacred histories, highlighting all the ways they've changed. And they ask, isn't that enough? And sometimes, sometimes we just wish the Holy Spirit would go away, if only for a little while. For while we juggle what is preferred and popular, what is palatable and possible, and what won't tick people off, the Holy Spirit advocates, not for us, not for the church, the Holy, Ad the Holy Spirit advocates for Jesus. Jesus says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit advocates for Jesus. Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will come in moments of fear and confusion when grace seems most beyond our grasp. And the Holy Spirit will bring to mind all that Jesus has said to us. The Holy Spirit will teach us everything about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will probably not show up in rushing wind and tongues of fire, but in a breath, in a whisper, in a dream, and in the wisdom of people very different from us. And so we need to be listening to people very different from us for the voice of the Spirit. We ready ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit 
by recalling that Jesus, the embodiment of God's love for the world from before time, who is also our Savior and friend, did not sidestep death. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus did not sidestep death. I recall from my time in Fairport that while the Lutheran church in the village was bursting at the seams, Lutheran churches in the city were shrinking. And Jesus did not step in to restore or to save them. Jesus is with us in loss, in death, but Jesus does not sidestep death. And so the church needs to give up our quest for the fountain of youth and instead drink deeply from the living waters that Jesus gives, which quench our deepest thirst. We ready ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit by recognizing that Jesus brings us new life. Jesus never promised to restore us to life as it was or to life as we want it. Raised from the dead, Jesus raises us to new life. Abundant life, yes, but life that is new which means life that is different. For Jesus raises us and the church and the world and creation to, to the life that God intends. This is why the Holy Spirit advocates for Jesus and not, as we often assume, for us or for the church. So the church needs to ask, can we let go of what is preferred and popular, what is palatable and possible, and what won't tick people off, if that is not the new life that God intends? The one thing we can say about the church's future is that Philip's request of Jesus is people's request of the church. Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Church, show us Jesus and we will be satisfied. I used to think that if we could get people to come to church, they might become followers of Jesus. And so we wanted the church to be great. These days, I am convinced that the only reason people will come to church is because they are followers of Jesus. And so we need to introduce people to Jesus. And the only way that we can introduce people to Jesus is if we listen for and are open to the message about Jesus that the Holy Spirit brings.
The problem, of course, is that even when we are convinced it is a message from the Holy Spirit, talk of death, change, and a life and a church that are different make us nervous, anxious, resistant, and afraid. Perhaps this is why Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. I tend to think that as Abraham and Sarah looked into the face of baby Isaac. As Moses stood on the mountain and looked over into the promised land that he would never enter. And as Peter stood with the apostles and looked out upon the crowds, they had the peace of which Jesus speaks. They had the peace of Jesus For they had no idea what was coming next. But they knew that God, Jesus, had moved them and the people one step closer to the life God intends. Bethlehem, as you look to your next hundred years, or more likely your next hundred days, May you know the peace that comes from the confidence that the Holy Spirit is blowing Bethlehem forward still to the life God intends and to the place where, in Christ Jesus, we have already arrived. Amen. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at theword at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.